It's another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of our live Saturday broadcast from InWheelTime.com. From Houston Raceway Park in Baytown, Texas, welcome to the NHRA Spring Nationals in the fall. You're on the award-winning In Wheel Time car show. Just ahead, we're going to speak to a few of this weekend's competitors on the pro side here at Houston Raceway Park. Inside our new car showroom this segment, we're going to have the Infiniti Q50. Then later on, we'll have the Toyota RAV4. We'll give you an in-depth review of each of those. You'll also get this week's automotive news, King Conrad's car clinic, this week in auto history, and more. Just ahead on today's In Wheel Time car show for Saturday, October 24th, 2020. Howdy to you. Along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong, Jeff Zekin, and off-camera is our engineer, making a rare appearance today. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, it is David mm. Ainsley. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> and send that, send thank, you, thank you so much for being here today because guess what? We wouldn't be on the air if it weren't for him, so thank you. Okay. And, and if you want to know where the mm comes from, send a uh, comment to info at inwheeltime.com and we'll privately tell you what that means. And by the way, I wanted to remind everybody that this broadcast is sponsored by Toyota. So, yes, thank, it thanks is. to Toyota for uh, backing us up today. Well, they also ended up providing us with a selection of uh, Toyota racing guests. and uh, Yeah, uh, as very well. cool. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of Toyota, we, we've got the uh, we got the Toyota marketing manager coming on. But I did have a story uh, that came across Automotive News this week. Uh, Toyota and Lexus production is nearly back to where it was a year ago. According to uh, top Toyota North American executives, uh, adding that they expect a continuing recovery for the industry to yield 14.5 million U.S. in sales this year, uh, 14 million cars in the U.S. That result would still be down from 17.1 million U.S. light vehicle deliveries in 2019, but significantly above the levels of this past spring during the height of the coronavirus pandemic. Sales cratered to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 8.7 million wow. in April. Nice recovery. And have, yeah, and climbed every month since, according to Motor Intelligence. They look at those kind of numbers. Can you imagine you working know. for Motor Intelligence? No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah, Don was not have anything to do with intelligence. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. and oh everything. That. <laughs> everything seems like it's going to have that asterisk for 2020. 2020 is just... Oh, yeah. Done so much weird stuff to everything. Uh, Bob Carter, Toyota North America head of sales, uh, said pickup trucks, crossovers, and hybrid sales remain particularly strong for Toyota, despite very short dealer stocks of all of those vehicles. He said the automaker's pickup plant in San Antonio, which makes both the full-size Tundra and the mid-size Tacoma pickups, is running at maximal overtime to keep up with demand. And still, he said Toyota's depleted dealer lot should start to fill up to normal levels soon. He said he doesn't see a second production shutdown on the horizon, even if the virus spread continues to grow. Well, that's good news. You know, we're learning how to deal with it. That's right. That's um, it. Because, um, and that doesn't mean that everybody is still protected. We're all masked up here according to NHRA rules, and that's why we're doing this. And so um, we, we've learned to kind of cope with it, if you will. We have to kind of take chances sometimes by going out in public, but not not lock ourselves in the closet. 
Well, you got to live with it. I mean, that's ultimately, it. and learn how to live with it. That's that's, that's what we do every day. We think about things. Whether you get into a car, whether you're going to the grocery store, you think about risk and rewards, and you make a decision based on what you know and you want. And that's what we're having to do. How many times have you gotten out of your car to go into a store for whatever reason and forget the mask? And you either have to go back to the car, or someone offers you a mask in that retail center. Or you pick one up you find on the ground. <laughs> I usually get the one, yeah, the first one I come to. Wait a minute, wasn't that that purple glove that was laying around here from an earlier exam of some sort? No, I usually no, have at least one in my back pocket, sometimes ten. Yeah. Several yeah. in the, you know. In the but you got to remember, if you're using re, re, uh, reusable masks, wash them Washable, right. on okay, a regular basis. And that's the kind you're wearing right there. Oh, yeah, I, I've got probably got 15 of them. Yeah. That I kind of keep in rotation and I'm washing all you the got, time. Uh, well, you got the BG and then you got the Hello Kitty one. I got the Hello Kitty one. <laughs> my, my Little Pony. Yeah. Well, no, My Little Pony. The, the, I wasn't too into the pink one. The the, the pony no, that's the, the ponytail was kind of irritating. Oh, that's the po My Little Pony tail. That's the one that you were. <laughs> no, you used to be into that. Yeah, yeah. That was that. We hope, we hope that you're not going back to that. We do now. He paused. He was pausing. <laughs> but no, I found this great place to get a haircut oh, now. Lord. So I love to go get a haircut now because they have a bar. Would you want right 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 to go right. to get a haircut? Now. After yeah. 11 years I've known him, he hadn't got a cut. Now he likes to get a haircut. <laughs> he goes every two weeks now. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, there is that. He doesn't look like Jerry Garcia anymore. Wow. That could be good or bad. Well, it depends, I guess. <clears throat> okay. So um, we're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to... Bring, uh, we're going to bring Mike Childs in a little early because we can and we're going to. So thank you for joining us today on the In Wheel Time Car Show, coming to you live from Houston Raceway Park and the NHRA Spring Nationals. We appreciate you riding along with us. We've got more of the show. Mike Childs coming up right after this. I forget that I'm jockeying records again. I've got this new little thing over here that David and, and, and Mike have got given me. You're setting records, too. Uh -huh. Now I'm setting records. So the fun thing about this is it's like a throwback for me at the beginning of my career, which is long before you were born, and I jocked records. And so here I am, man, I got I got the buttons on the console to push. He's still all yeah, thumbs. Yeah, baby. I was, was going to say, back thumbs. then he was doing a, an LP and a... And a stylus and a and swing arm turntable. No, that's become all the rage now. Joining us uh, here in our remote studio at Houston Raceway Park, Mr. Mike Childs. He's the motorsports marketing manager for Toyota Racing. What a fun job that's got to be. Dude, you know that all of us want to be you. You do realize that. <laughs> this is a uh, great job to have. I uh, love working for the company. I've been with uh, Toyota for 24 years. What? Wait yeah. a minute. You're not old enough to be with the company for 24 years. Oh, well. I started almost out of college uh, with Toyota, and I worked my uh, way through the ranks. I worked in the field office, and hearing all the great information about Toyota that you just read Thanks. really brings back some great memories of where I started. And uh, what, what really it comes down to is satisfying our customers, driving great products, and taking care of our dealers. So hopefully we can have a little bit of a showcase of that today here. Well, I'll tell you what, Toyota has really made headway big time and uh, solid effort in all of racing, in all of motorsports. I mean, look what you've done in, in, in uh, uh, NASCAR. NASCAR, NHRA. I mean, IMSA. All of that. 
Yeah, you named a lot of the big ones, but we've really been around many years, uh, almost four, over 40 years in motorsports. Uh, we basically have represented every type of racing, whether it's open wheel, Baja truck, rally car, NASCAR, IndyCar, car, you, yeah, it just keeps going on and on and on. And we've gotten out of some of these, but we're looking forward to get back into some of these also, uh, especially with some of the different products that we have coming and the different drivetrains uh, that are available so we can compete in some different um, types of racing and really showcase what our vehicles can do. What what does Toyota get out of all of this? Because it costs a lot of money. Yeah, so our engineering side, TRD, Toyota Racing Development, uh, based out of Costa Mesa, California and Salisbury, North Carolina, helped tremendously in getting our cars to go fast. But it's one thing to race, but to take that technology um, from what we learned on the track and how do we apply that to the vehicles. So we compete in two series here in NHRA, Top Fuel and uh, Funny Car. And Top Fuel, yeah, we don't see a lot of resemblance of cars, but the, the amount of information we learn on track, we can apply to those vehicles. In Funny Car, now you have a body that looks very similar to a Toyota Camry. And now how do we take that aerodynamics and apply that to a new car? And how do we take that information and apply it to future vehicles uh, that we're in desi design development for? So. Um, what, what we get from TRD, that information is vital to our engineers that design our production cars. And, and somewhat, how do you change your production car in their, its shape to help your race car as well? Because they have to fit a certain template. So as, you, as you're changing your production car to make your race cars go faster as well. So it kind of it yeah. works both directions. It's all about aerodynamics, right? So what gets through the air the quickest? What cuts that air? And you'll, you'll see that design of the Toyota Camry. And not only is it applied here on the NHRA side, but we have applied that on the NASCAR side as well, which a, helped us win a championship last year. I have a question. You, you mentioned the East Coast of California and, of course, North Carolina. Why East-West? Is there a logistics uh, reasoning behind that for the R&D, or is it just that's where it happened? Well, we all started in California. Right. Uh, we moved our headquarters from uh, Torrance, California to uh, Plano, Texas, Woo! just four hours away. God I love bless it. Texas. Um, it is a great, great place to work. Uh, I've moved from New Jersey. Texas uh, for headquarters. That is a separate division. It's under the umbrella Toyota, but they they wanted to stay there one because of the competition of people. So North Carolina, as we all know, is a big in the NASCAR side. Right. So we have these associates and team members that have been with us for many many years. Hard to up, uproot all those families to move to North Carolina, but we also know that if we take them all there, we might get that competition and be able to poach people from other places yeah. and we have some great associates about 200 or so uh in the, the southern california that work on this program right here and you guys have done a real good job of kind of choosing some of the top level teams to associate with as well that that help you know with the Kalidas here uh as well as with schumacher and, and some of his cars and then joe gibbs and that whole family of uh of cars that you run in NASCAR. So you guys kind of go in and cherry pick the top top level teams to help you do what you do and yeah. your success. I mean, the bottom line is we want to win. And we set up an alliance with teams that have uh, great track records, um, have a lot of the same um, morals that we do on the Toyota side. I mean, we have our different pillars that we look at and we have a lot of loyalty to the teams that we have. And when you look at the Coletta family, um, Antron Brown and Don Schumacher and uh, DC uh, Motorsports. I mean, these are all teams that we we look forward to not just have a one-year deal, but many, many years down the road. And what a 
great spokesperson persons those are. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's one thing to sponsor a car or have your name on the car uh, or drive the car from the factory, but to have great spokespeople, I mean, it means tons. Uh, and, and I'm really referring to. It doesn't matter what sanctioning body we work with, what teams, what drivers, but they they learn very quickly that we are very close, like family and friends. What do you do so, here during the week, uh, weekend like this weekend? What 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 are you doing? So besides talking to us, it's all about marketing, right? So yep. normally we would have a Toyota Racing uh, experience here display. Uh, we take that to about 12 to 15 tracks uh, throughout the country. For us to interact with our consumers so one showcase our um, production vehicles so we, we highlight usually like three production vehicles and through our marketing we find out what NAS, uh, NHR, NHRI fans want to see at track so high volume cars Camry and Tundra are probably the two most prominent vehicles that people want to know more information about and when you look at NHRA fans in particular they, they are more of a do-it-yourselfer type consumer so they want to modify their vehicles. And when you look at our trucks, there's a lot you can do on them. So with Tacoma and Tundra um, on display in most weekends, they all want to know, hey, how do I put a lift kind on? How do I um, change the look of it? Can I put wheels on it? Can I change the suspension? And they all want to do something different. They want to be unique. And we have a lot of opportunities for them to do that with our vehicles. But at the end of the day, what do we normally do? We talk to a lot of consumers. We talk about our product. and. Fortunately, most of them have great stories about their product. The bad thing is, is they say, hey, I love my 4Runner. Great. We always want to know what year and how many miles. Hello, it's a 2001. It's got 300,000 miles on it. It's bulletproof, which is great. But we're 20 years later, and we need them to update. <laughs> exactly. We want them to be the, in, the, in the safe vehicle. We're not saying that the 2001 was not safe, but all the technology advances that we've had over 20 yes. years. You know, when we talk about, hey, I'm just going to hand this car down to my 16-year-old son or daughter that's going to drive. So we try to talk them out of that. I want you to think about getting a new Toyota that has ABS brakes and traction control and eight airbags and so on and so forth to protect your child. And the they light bulb goes off and they say, you know what, that's a great idea. Or is I'd rather have them safer. Or is, or is something as silly as we would think today, everything's got Bluetooth. I have an 01 model automobile. It has no Bluetooth. It doesn't have XM satellite radio. It doesn't have those things. And I drive a different new car every week to test and report on on this show. Uh -huh. And man, I'm telling you, the difference in 20 years is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's really what we do. A lot of marketing, a lot of talking about our product, um, where it's produced. We have a huge messaging right now to talk about the number of people we employ at Toyota. There's about 35,000 Toyota associates working in plants. We have about, add on the number of dealers and the number of suppliers, now it's about 135,000 people in the United States that we somehow employ and make America what it is. Well, I was fortunate uh, a couple of years ago uh, because of 
journalism thing that I'm into with Texas Auto Writers Association to take a tour of the plant. Uh, I think it was in Mississippi that was producing the Corolla. Yeah. And, uh, and this is a plant that actually stamps its body panels. And they took us all the way five miles back into the plant, it seemed like. And to see these great big things come down and make a whole side of a car and to watch the car being built and, you know, six minutes later it shoots out the other end. It is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I've been to a lot of factories, but, you know, Toyota, the Japanese do something a little bit different than, than other plants do and, that are made in America. I've been to a Ford plant. There's something there that's just different. I went to the, the, the plant also in San Antonio. What a great experience that was. And I, I, I don't know whether they're still doing tours there. I know that they've shut them down for a while. But if uh, I was just going to encourage anybody, uh, if they ever wanted to see how a car is made. How complex the, it is as and well. The, but it's the most amazing thing to watch being made. Yeah, I've had the chance to go through a few different plants uh, in the United States and Canada, and I will tell you, it is top-notch. I mean, the people are all there to make one thing right, and that's a vehicle. Yeah. So because we know the end result is that consumer that we want to make sure is safe and happy with it. But I was going to say, if you gentlemen ever want to go to San Antonio plant and see the production of Tacoma and, and Tundra, I'm you've in. got my card. We'll set you up. I'm in. Um, there's a, Did I mean, you take the – it's right there. Don't, don't lose that card. <laughs> um, but uh, Tundra that is produced in San Antonio is only – that's the only plant in the world – that produces the Toyota Tundra. So every vehicle that rolls out of there either goes to the United States or some other country within the world, which is a huge point of, you know, people talk about, you know, Toyota's made in Japan or Canada or Mexico or Canada, what it's have you. They're made all around the world. It's worldwide now. But yeah. Tundra is only made here. Made in Texas. You got it. Well, we understand that uh, Toyota has actually extended its agreement to service the official car of the NHRA again. Yeah, uh, breaking news this week, uh, the announcement just uh, the past day or so. Uh, Three-year extension with NHRA, official wow. vehicle. Uh, we are very happy to, to continue our relationship with NHRA. Uh, it's really important for us. I mean, this is a different type of consumer. And we, and we want to continue to give back to these consumers as much as possible. And we'll stay with uh, the Toyota Fastlane on the track. So you watch the television, you'll always see the Toyota Fastlane there. Absolutely. Uh, but a ton of branding here and a great relationship with that team. So where are we going to find you hanging out later on today and tomorrow? Uh, I'm basically all over the place, but I'm usually near the funny cars or top fuel cars. Uh, I got you talking card. to those guys. I got, so. I got your card. You're always welcome to call me. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Mike Childs, thank you so much. We really appreciate you thank stopping you. by and talking to us today. He's uh, the head of Toyota, Toyota Motorsports uh, Marketing. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you, John. Uh, we've got coming up a car review, and we want you to stay tuned for that. That's just ahead uh, right here from the... Houston Raceway Park and the NHRA Spring Nationals in the fall on the In Wheel Time Car Show, right after a quick stop. Okay, thanks for joining us for today's In Wheel Time Car Show, and we appreciate you joining us. We're coming to you live today from the Mopar Express Lane NHRA Spring Nationals at Houston Raceway Park in our show today, sponsored by Toyota. All right, time now for this hour's car review. Mr. Mars had a chance to look at the Infiniti QX50. And it's always nice to get into these uh, luxury cars, well, luxury car in particular, and then you get into the compact, smaller vehicles, kind of see what they've done to them as they kind of shrink them down. Yeah, this is bigger than compact. But well, yeah. it's considered a small luxury. It's actually considered a compact, and um, it actually comes in five different trim levels, 
It's kind of got some nice names to it, I guess. Pure, essential. They have a new for this year sensory package. And then uh, you get up into the autograph, which is the top of the line, which is what we had. Of course. The autograph all-wheel drive. Now, if you're trying to relate this to something earlier, this was formerly known as the EX instead of the QX. You can get it in front-wheel drive, all-wheel drive. No longer can you get it in rear-wheel drive. Uh, that was only in the EX package. So you're going to find that it's got the big honeycomb grill up front like uh, Infinity's gone to. You've got the big floating Infinity badge right in the middle of it. So it just kind of sits there floating looking like. LED lighting up front for the daytime running lights, the headlights, the fog lights, the uh, tail lights, and even the welcoming lights are all LED. It's just LED everywhere. Now it's got the motion-activated tailgate on the back of it to make it a little bit easier to get in and out of it. It's got a panoramic sunroof and 20-inch, optional 20-inch wheels with run flats on it. Wow. And this is truly a five-passenger vehicle. They didn't stick a third row in it, which I thought was just wonderful. Now, the Autograph, you can get an optional white leather interior. Now, this has got some blue ultra-suede inserts in it, in the door, the console, the dash. It's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's different. I like it. And it's got the, the climate control on the front seats. The rear seat is a 60-40 that will recline. It'll slide forward and backwards, and it will fold down flat. And it will down flat, flat. So uh, you I got like the, the center console. The center console looks good. It, it's nice, and, and it's everything kind of flows into this compartment-type thing. It had the heads-up display on it. In the center console there, you're going to find the Infinity InTouch. It's got the dual display system, which works pretty good because it's got lots of knobs. You can adjust on one screen, and it shows up on the other screen. It doesn't necessarily – you don't have to interact between the two of them. makes it a little bit easier. We had the Bose 16-speaker audio system in it, so it would, again, small vehicle, nice luxury interior on it. Kind of sounds really good whenever you crank it up. Now, for cargo and space, you're going to find 65.1 cubic feet, which is kind of on the high end of the vehicle because it's one of the larger compacts that you're going to find. And uh, one thing I do think that they need to do is if you look at the shifter, the way they've done the shifter, they need to P, put the P back in the pronundal. The pronundal. P back in, in the, the pronundal. Park so you reverse, got the, you know, drive. I had a real bad case of a low. pronundal just well, last week. I tried to get it taken What, what did care you of. take for that? A lot of drugs. <laughs> a lot of aspirin. What, what, what the hell so, is a pronundal? So when you put the shifter, Wait. the park, reverse, neutral, drive, low. low. The pronundal. I have never in my life heard that. You learned you need, something you need today. To get, you yeah. need to get these Texas. Not only out. is this a fun show, this is an educational, educational show. show. So, so what they've done is on the shifter now, it's neutral, reverse, drive, and load. P is a is separate a button, button away from the shifter. So if you want to put it in park, you got to find the button. It's been divorced from the rundle. That's the penundle, yeah. Now it's just a rundle. So oh, up under the hood, you're going to find a 2.0-liter <laughs> Variable compression engine with a turbo on it. Variable compression engine. Variable engine. compression engine, yes. It, it adjusts according to the load it needs for the compression. It'll get you up to 268 horsepower, 280 pound-feet of torque, and it's backed by a CVT. A now, variable compression engine. I, yeah. I'm sorry. It, it, the, it actually changes the length in a yeah, very I've complex seen it demonstrated. way changes the length of the stroke of well of the stroke but of it where it does it is in the connecting rod huh so it, it shortens or lengthens the what? connecting rod through mechanical it, there's there's a hinge in the connecting rod that, that 
you got to see it to believe it. That's all I can tell you. Wow, that's it, it's weird. pretty complex, and they're the only ones in the industry doing it right now. But it's it's it, it's complex in theory, but they really kind of simplified it in function. Okay, got yeah. it. Right. And, and the thing I noticed, though, I really, I mean, I couldn't tell anything different as far as the way it felt to the driver, as far as the way it ran or anything. It's got a CVT behind it, and um, you 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 know, and they're great with the CVTs. So you got this. Uh, CVE for the engine, I guess, and a CVT. You know, I'm not sure. And it's all about driving fuel economy. It's it really is to give it the power when they want it, but to give it the fuel economy when yeah. they need it. So it was kind of um, one thing I will note. Speaking of that, they do recommend premium fuel on that engine. It will run on the regular fuel. It'll adjust itself, but they do recommend premium fuel. Uh, out on the highway, it's got that nice Infinity ride. Now they've gone to the electric steering, which is easy. And to me, it's almost too easy. It's it's well, almost like you're disconnected from the road. Easy like an old Buick. Yeah. But, but truly on the Infiniti brand, you are disconnected. When the electric steering is functioning, it separates the mechanical connection to the front steering, and it purely does it through servos and magnets. And, and if that, there's it's a, what it feels like. Right. And if there's an electrical issue with the car, it reconnects those uh, the mechanical connection. But, uh, again, that's another thing Infinity is doing that none of the other manufacturers are doing, where it's, it is, it's steer by wire as well. It's a lot of technology built into this vehicle that some of it you don't even see or you don't even use that you know that you're using it. Now, if you're going to look for something to compare this to, you might look at the Acura RDX, which starts at about 37800 easily gets up to 47900 plus options on the high end. Cadillac XT4 that we've been looking at recently, 35695 to start. Easily gets up to the 43,000 range plus option. A Volvo XC60 starts at 41.50, so it starts out a little bit higher, but it'll also get up to 52.650 higher. Now, base QX50. Now, you can get this vehicle base. I'm talking about cloth, interior. You're not talking about the high-end luxury aspect. 37.250, nice starting point. However, the QX50 Autograph, which is the top of the line, starts at 55.850. Actually, it's not too bad. I thought it was going to be something like 70. No, it's not well, and then you add in a few options like we had. And MSRP has tested 61815 for a luxury compact SUV. Thank you, sir. Hey, the In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, and InWheelTime.com. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and Podcast App. In Wheel Time Car Show continues right after this quick break. Hey, thanks for checking us out. Don Armstrong saying be sure and join us live every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon Central Time on YouTube, Facebook, and InWheelTime.com. Our podcasts are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcast, TuneIn, Google Podcast, and Podcast Addict. We'll see you next time.